Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hello, Ash. Hello, Greg. Finally, we're here. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Trying to get we... the mic sorted. Oh, don't even... <laughs> That's Very a nice. conversation we don't need to have again. And whilst we're at it, we'll bring Mike in at this point. Michael, power mic. Mike, Mike with a mic. Hello. How are you? At least one of us has got a mic. The works. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm okay, thanks, Ash. Um, yeah, can't complain. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me again. Hopefully, I've not pissed off enough of your listeners now for them to stop. Absolutely not. Subscribing or whatever. We do take a hit in ratings when you come on, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you keep fucking having me back, so it can't be that bad. I know. No, exactly. No. We love having you on, Mike. Thank you for joining us again. And this is another kind of special episode where we actually met all of us. That's not the first time we've all been in the same place at the same time, is it? It's the first time I've met Ash. Yeah, first time I met Mike. Wow, I can't believe that. I thought, okay. So, the, yeah. Only the third time I've met you as well, Greg. Feels like we've known each other for years. I know, right? <laughs> and same with Ash. I'm so, fuck. Speak to you again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, Every day this week, won't it? Or the interviews got lined up? Yeah, yeah, we've got an interview tomorrow night, an interview the following night, and this time. We are being interviewed, which is exciting because we don't normally get asked many questions. So we are going on a couple of podcasts, Paranormal or What podcast and Paranormal Pendle podcast. But by the time this episode goes out, we'll have done those and they might be out already. So check out Craig's Paranormal Pendle podcast and Michaela, her podcast, Paranormal or What and we will be on their podcast talking about our new book. Yes, yes. I don't think we've actually plugged it on the on the podcast. Let me properly. What book's that? Paranormal United States by Ash Ellis and Greg Tomlinson. Available oh. on Amazon. Just search Paranormal United States and it's the top result. And also available on our website, pseudoparanormal.co.uk. And it's available Indeed. for a very reasonable price of roughly £12. Indeed. And um, somebody, big shout out to a particular person with alliteration, not alliteration. Yeah, is it alliteration where the same thing? like the f- Alliterations, you... lots of words that start with the same letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their name is an alliteration. This doesn't sound right. Alliteration. <laughs> what are talking yeah. about? <clears throat> P&P. That's that person's initials. They've purchased through the website today, which is quite cool. Uh, shortly... Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, P. Thank you, P. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a secret, but we won't reveal that person's name just in case. They don't want to be famous. <laughs> but 
also a big shout out to some new patreon subscribers mm-hmm. um let me call up their names so we've got sarah we've got um ad and we've got emma who nice, have joined you. um and i believe tony has as well so awesome job guys thanks nice for one. cheers everyone Listening and we have and... some exclusive content coming this week on Patreon. Yes. And as a Patreon subscriber for you guys, anyone who's listening, it's well, well worth the £3 a month or whatever it is. It's less than you'd spend on a cup of coffee. Um, the content's really good, and there's a lot less of me on there. So if you fucking hate my voice, you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> but we love your voice. Yeah. We'll push more content out there just for you of you checks in the mail um but yes <laughs> seriously it's it's very good it's less than a cup of coffee and if you don't like it you can unsubscribe or cancel your yeah. patreon right it's worth absolutely worth and you can start pounds. for a pound you can there start you for go. a pound and you get early because, access to episodes because i'm a baller and i wanted my name read out on the podcast <laughs> that's why i went for the three pound top tier option but... we're giving you your own episode fuck's sake know, what are you on about <laughs> Put this out on Patreon, so uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you missed off Dave as well then. Thank you, Dave. Oh Dave Smethurst, yes. Dave Smethurst. Also, how could I forget Dave? We just recently last week's episode was me and Dave talking because Ash decided he couldn't make it and we had a very informative chat about crypto terrestrials, which was absolutely mind blowing. And Dave knows his shit, completely knows his stuff. I've not listened to that episode yet. I did listen to your episode with Dave, the previous one that was about the US congressional hearings. Man, that guy's got a voice that I could listen to all day. I know, I know. So he's a fucking smart dude as well. Yeah. Real smart dude. I was like, okay. He is spot on. He's such a nice guy to chat to. I chat to him on Twitter, uh, chat to him. When we do the podcast, well, so last week was it was good. There's a lot of information from Dave, so you need to sort of like sit down, get a cup of tea, buckle in, because it's a pretty full on ride for nearly two hours. We spoke for, um, and and again, not someone who's quick to put out shitty information or stuff no. that he hasn't looked into properly. He's very oh, no. very well versed in everything he's talking about, yeah. which is real nice to hear. On top of yeah. As I say, being very smart about everything and being, having one of those voices that's just, you could listen to for hours. Enough about me apparently man crushing on Dave Smithers, though. <laughs> I was um, going to say fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> Re- so recently, yes. myself, Ash, Ash, and Greg went to the Stoke Haunted Museum. We did. Now, this was just prior to their jaunt to Chester for My Haunted Hotel. Mm-hmm. And. I did kind of ask them off off the podcast which one was better, and I'm not going to put them on the spot and say that again now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it seemed like a very good night at mm. the Stoke Museum. Yes, it was. It was thoroughly enjoyable. Everybody was super nice. Yeah. And it it's the first time I've been out in a while. It was really good to, yeah. to get out in there. It yeah. was good to, um, yeah, just go, go somewhere where, we know there's been previous sort of. You've had previous experience there. 
yeah, from absolutely. the video. And I know if anybody goes on your YouTube channel right now, not right now, but by yeah, the time you listen, listen to, to it, listen you... to this first, right? <laughs> but yes, if you'd like to go on to the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Paramike, uh, the latest video where I or me and my partner Patsy and some other friends and then Ash and Greg went up there and did our investigation. The first part of that is now up on YouTube. If you'd like to see what happened, so it's not just us talking about it, there's actual video evidence of it happening. And it's super um a super weird place anyway, which we'll come on to. <clears throat> but we had quite a bit of activity as well, which was it was nice. It's nice to go yeah. somewhere where it's, and it actually started off quite a, a cool weekend for us because, like you said, we went over to Chester and we had some good experiences there. So it was actually like a really good paranormal weekend. Yeah, and it's one of those ones as well. Like like almost every paranormal investigation, you go with it with her. I'll start again. Like every paranormal investigation, you go into it with a bit of trepidation as to whether mm. any anything's actually going to happen. Yeah. And after me and Patsy went there and had some mental activity, and I was like, oh, guys, you've got to come. It's brilliant. I was really worried that we'd get there and nothing would happen all night. Um, unfortunately, once again, it didn't disappoint. And it was it's one of those places that sort of rein, reinvokes my belief that Mm. things can be haunted because i've been on plenty of investigations where fuck all happens yeah but that place it's like how how can you explain it so the the amount of because first of all so it's it's a haunted a museum of haunted artifacts essentially isn't it yes and from the outside it it's what was that uh, potentially a motorbike just went past my house. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, li- I live on a main road. It's all right. It sounded like somebody went, ooh. <laughs> <I was> thinking... <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so, from the outside, it looks nothing like I expected it would do on the inside. And if I was going to say what I thought it looked like from the outside, it, if I went to Blackpool... Down the pleasure beach. That's what I expected. Not in a bad way, but that was the kind of impression I got from the outside. So, what the hell is this? It's like, like the the whole ghost ride at Blackpool sort of thing. You mean? Yeah, that kind like, of like a weird kind of haunted house. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a kind of shop that you would see in a horror film where somebody sells weird shit in there and nobody goes in there ever. And yeah. it's got all these weird haunted art artifacts. But it looks like the kind of place that nobody ever goes into from the outside because it's that kind of weird place that's always been there. Nobody's ever been in there. Never been, nobody's ever come out of. So nobody <laughs> really knows what it is. So that that was kind of the first impression. I was like, and it's on a main road. Um Yeah, it was just so my first impression as I because I was there a little bit earlier than you guys initially mm. um i was just like what because I, I didn't even know what it looked like or anything so i drove past it oh there it is <laughs> i knew what it was when i drove past it but yeah it was a weird a weird exterior 
And I, from that moment, I was thinking, ah, this could be quite weird. That's like weird boarded up painted yeah, so windows and stuff on the front. So for context, it's, mm. it's painted jet black. Mm. All of the windows are boarded up and that's that's fully intentional to try and eliminate um, as many drafts as possible and try and cut out some of the noise as well. I think they are, from what uh, Craig Leona was saying previously, I think they are insulated, so it's to try and cut out some of the noise as well. But yeah, boarded up to stop, uh, to stop drafts as well. Um, and yeah, it looks... If you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, what the fuck is that black building that all the windows are boarding up with? Like... Very, very odd looking from the outside. Definitely. Just odd place. Mm. Intriguing, but odd. Yeah. So do you know the history of the building, Mike? Um, I know a little bit from what I'd been told previously. It uh alleged or apparently was an undertaker's at one point. Um oh. there Story are... checks out. Yeah, there's definitely links to people dying within the building. Uh, the notable ones are apparently there was a young girl that was thrown down the stairs, which seems somewhat relevant because there was a lot of activity surrounding the stairs. Mm. Um, and then there was a uh, a woman who tried to kill her five children and only succeeded with three of them. And she was like the police sergeant's wife, a local police sergeant's wife. And we, when we were told this first time round, we had an air of scepticism. Like, yeah, that's that sounds kind of like it's bollocks, because as a place that is an, an attraction and as such, it's mm. in uh, in the owner's interest to make it sound spooky or like horrible things have happened there um and then on the drive home and this is the first time i went just to clarify on the drive home patsy was googling it in the passenger seat of my car and all i hear is oh fucking hell it's real and found news articles pertaining to what we've been told about the place um it's in a place called fenton in stoke-on-trent and it's almost as if like the land or the area is cursed because the amount of like murders and child murders historically in Fenton are through the fucking ceiling. So it's one of those weird places where maybe there's like a psychogeography element that leads into it where because so much horrible nasty stuff's happened there, it sort of has poisoned the land and that then influences things throughout time, like more nasty, horrible stuff to keep happening. To the point that when we were there early August, two weeks or the month before, there'd been another two child murders in Fenton. And it's just like... There's fucking tons of them, basically. So what about a place to open a haunted museum, right? Um, what were your first impressions on on entering? Um, yeah, it was... We went into the sort of like the, the kitchen, dining room area, and got all the sort sorts of things, like... I don't know how to explain it, just... Random things, but like how like haunted house, not point house related, but like just loads of objects and stuff, and like spooky things just dotted around. So, probably adds to obviously the, the ambience of, of going in there, like the piano and um, smudging, um, paraphernalia, stuff like that on the table. Um, so it does set the scene for 
I guess for the Hoyne Museum. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely an aesthetic about it. But then again, when from talking to the owner previously, almost everything in there is not just for aesthetic. Essentially, almost everything in there has some sort of link to being involved with death. Like, I think someone died at the piano and there's a burnt up doll in the seance room that was recovered from a house fire that people died in and shit like that. And it's just like, if ever there was stuff that's potentially going to be haunted, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's probably in there. There seems to be loads of pictures like on the walls of like death photos. Yeah. Uh, where they like when a child would die, they'd have a portrait taken because it'd be the only chance you had to have a photo. So the walls just quite a lot of dead kids and pictures, I guess. Yeah. Dotted around the building. And it's a funny one because although it, it would be very easy to look at that and it to be unsettling and then that to influence thinking that minor things that happen uh, constitute, constitute it to being haunted. But then it's mm. not necessarily minor things that happen. Like, as I say, it's some of the best activity I've ever experienced is within that building, which is, I mean, perfect storm of haunted building plus haunted items, I guess. But, but yeah. And there was a um, table full of Stuff that used to belong to Ed and Lorraine Warren mm. in there. Um, yeah, they seem to have quite. They had the, the front door from Thirties Drive uh, propped up against the wall. So lots, of, like I say, lots of paranormal related things yeah. in there that have some sort of connection or history with, like I say, death or the paranormal in in some way. Yeah, for sure. And there's Great. also a photo of the angriest man. <laughs> On the stairs, which is why we read an episode on uh, that painting uh, a couple of years ago now. I'm, yeah. I'm almost certain when I spoke to him before, he said he was trying to get hold of the original of it. Um, I don't know whether, I can't remember the gent's name who owns it, but I don't know whether he'd ever give it up if he was doing like live mediumship with it. But yeah, it's um, all down the stairs are, there's five different sort of recreations or photographs of apparently the five most haunted paintings in the world or whatever yeah it was seeing the front door for east drive that was cool the the range of dolls in that room which dolls are always a bit weird looking anyway um like i said the ed and lorraine warren bit and it, just that corner where the chair was with the wallpaper with the upside down crosses and it was it was just like loads of weird shit in one room, hmm. but like stuff that you would just expect if if all of that is come where come from where it said it's come from, that's quite a combination of of stuff that's had connections to known haunted locations. So that in itself must bring with it some kind of energy yeah um so yeah it was it's that first look inside the room was just weird just weird but good weird it was good weird i didn't feel nervous i didn't feel like on edge or anything like that it just felt nice in there which was 
a, a strange feeling when you've got all of that stuff around that's from all these weird places or weird events that have happened or dark dark things that have happened in in the years so it was an interesting place that could probably only mean that you're going to get interesting things happen yeah I, I think you couldn't not have and there's like a the mortician's table and all that kind of weird stuff and just like <laughs> And even maybe there's something to be said that the upstairs, especially maybe even if it wasn't filled with haunted artifacts, just mm. the fact that there's a room kitted out like a chapel or there's a room, as you say, like a like a morgue, maybe just rooms resembling that sort of stuff mm. would invoke something in there. Um, yeah. I wasn't privy to the, the walk around you guys did right at the very beginning because I was doing YouTube shit and setting cameras up. Mm. Um, yeah. how was that? What information did they tell you? Um, not a massive amount. They just sort of explained what the rooms were. Um, told us what we could and couldn't touch. They, they said straight away about the, um, the mortician's table bit, uh, that's where cadavers have been, um, I want to say dissected. Well, I don't know what the word is again, so I've just completely forgotten a word. Where they do postmortems of bodies that have taken place on those, that metal table. They're like, yeah, you can get on there <laughs> and lay in the dark if you wanted to. Um, yeah, it was just a bit of a walk around. It wasn't, I can't remember specifically being told any information that no. I retained the knowledge of, I'll be honest. I, I've i got a crap brain as it is for remembering things, but I don't recall them. They just sort of said, these are the do's and don'ts, really. Like, you can't touch anything in this room, but you can say do a Ouija board on that table or you can touch that bit but you can't touch anything else and and whatnot. And I think that's all I remember being told. It's, I don't know. Like, yeah, they were like, just the walkabout thing. Yeah, they said like in the the chapel bit that you could you could lay in the the casket coffin bit at the, the top of the, the chapel if you wanted to. Um, we talked about the padded room, they they talked about the like the body bag and everything in the, the mortuary and basically just said don't touch anything but you can sit sit in that particular bit and you can tie yourself up on that that wheelchair yeah. thing and I think that was kind of intentional as well because they yeah. also they don't want to obviously influence your investigation Correct. whatsoever. Yeah. So if you walk in and they immediately go, This is fucking major tom's army uniform that he died in and it's on this mannequin now and immediately you're then gonna go oh i heard tom through the spirit or some shit like that you know what i mean so yeah. that's that's fully intentional so it doesn't influence your investigation um, which i think is quite nice because mm. because it'll be very simple to sort of go as i say like you're told something and then even if it's subconsciously it'll come through or you'll hear it in some way shape or form um yeah so I guess we should talk about the actual investigation. Let's do it. Let's mm. do it. 
so we we sort of started in the main the main room with the conjuring corner as they call mm-hmm. it which as ash says is a bunch of upside down crucifixes an old telly and a chair that you no longer have to sit in because apparently some people got very panicky or started feeling tight chested and short of breath in there which i believe someone's died in that chair so they're a bit like you imagine the insurance on that if someone dies in your building um but mm. we we basically set up a bunch of devices mm-hmm. and started calling out now from viewing a ton of footage it actually started quite quite quietly and not a great deal was happening no well, it was it was quite quiet to begin with but it was all yeah i mean it's device... expected it's expected in a place like that you can't just yeah. necessarily go straight in and it happened right from the off yeah and the devices were going off i'm not sure like you can't categorically say if a device going off is paranormal because the natural world does weird things as well um but then it got to a point where we started asking questions and again the the banging or the footsteps from upstairs started mm. yeah. and and yeah like i i can hand on heart say that the only eight people on the investigation were all in the same room. Like the two host ladies were in the office, but that's nowhere. That's next to the room we're in. It's not upstairs or anything. And those bangs, we were able, multiple people in that room were able to pinpoint where those bangs were coming from in terms of being upstairs as well. Yeah, and it's quite open plan. So we were right next to the stairs. Yeah. And then up the stairs is then the sort of the bigger room upstairs where the bangs and the footsteps are coming from. So it's not yeah. like, it's through a door and through a corridor. It was literally above us, and it's all open, mm-hmm. so we could hear anything that was happening up, kind of just above us. Yeah, and yeah, just bizarre. Again, I just can't explain it. Just yeah, they. <clears throat> I think the fact that we could all hear it, it was fairly on command as well. Some of it, I must yeah. say. Um, and like you mentioned, Ash, because it's quite open plan up, up the stairs and we're literally at the bottom of this, not a very tall flight of stairs either. If anything was, if anybody was up there, potentially they would have had to walk past us to get up the stairs. Or on top of that, if anyone was up there, it wouldn't be such sporadic bangs. No. There'd be more. If it was if it was walking, you would hear every footstep. But this was, as you say, it was almost on command when we were saying, like, can you make a noise? Can you do that again, please? And you'd the um the volume of them did change. Like some of them were lighter than others and some of them were a lot louder. Yeah. Like you can hear that in the video as well. There's some that's ha- that are louder and some that are quieter. But um but yeah, if it was someone upstairs, you'd hear a lot more movement of someone walking around. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely not anybody up there. No. I think we can all agree on that. There was nobody up there. So yeah. Weird. And when you, when you talk about the sort of machines that we had the equipment, around the yeah. bottom of the stairs we had a couple of things. And also the thirties drive door has like these lights on that when so when something comes close to it, it changes colour. Yeah, I don't know if they were it. like a, a tripwire, mm. which is, you can buy like an EMF tripwire, which is like a, 
like an EMF detector. But it's when something passes over it, it triggers. Yes, and that, and that seems think... to go off quite a bit and seems to go off at the same time as the air pressure yeah. alarm at the same time. So it's like yeah. as if something had kind of walked past. Has, yeah, right, brushed past. And yeah. yeah. And it's, it's weird, right? Because I know that there's a lot of talk about whether Third East Drive is or isn't haunted. But we did, like, there was a somewhat significant amount of activity revolving around that door. Mm. Like, people, I, I'm not sure if it was multiple people, but Helen definitely thought she saw something mm. sort of move past the glass. Now, that door's, like, balanced up against a wall, so there physically can't be anything behind it to move past it. There's not enough room. But she, yeah. she saw that, and other people reckon they saw things move in, and that trip wire that was hanging off, it went off a couple of times. And as Ash says, the air pressure sensor would go off at different times as well. But does that mean that 30 East Drive is haunted or the fact that there's just this object, could have been any object from anywhere, was in there and just the room itself was? Yeah. Which, based on my experience of 30 East Drive, is probably more more like it. Yeah, and this is... I, I think I said this at the time. You imagine if you fill a, a museum full of haunted artifacts and how much they're going to influence and bounce mm. off each other if that is the case. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. Very, very weird night. There was a point where, and again, this is in the video, there's a point where I can't remember what I said verbatim, but I said it quite loudly or stern, and Greg sort of chuckled and went, Is that your teacher voice? Um, which got. A pretty significant result and then after that i did my danny moss voice and sort of went one last time can you do that again please and again like clearly on the video three bangs afterwards going dun dun and then the last one's really fucking loud mm. and it's just like on command there's no one upstairs you said it yourself you hear about it people talk all the time about oh i've heard footsteps but i never really had until we'd been there and as you said you'd never really heard it either mm. and then you can you can hear them you literally hear something banging or yeah. moving around above you and it's and to be fair at one point helen said helen owner of everglow investigations who came with us at one point helen said could that be next door yeah it, because it was sort of on a wall that is connected to a building next door and i said well i'll go and i'll go and speak to the ladies who are sort of the minders for the event and see Minders. Uh, well they didn't it's not like they were hosts right because they didn't really get security involved. guards yeah, yeah, yeah that was ash that or was ash, ash before this episode is. yeah um but they were sort of the minders and i went up and said to them what's next door and they said it's a hairdresser's but obviously it's closed now because this was about nine ten o'clock at night mm. and i was like and there's no one living above it or anything oh god no none of that there's absolutely no one next door so i was like okay cool that'll that'll do for me there's there's no one next door and again like the first time we went we heard knocks and bangs and what sounded like footsteps from upstairs as well so just bizarre and early on we, we split into two groups there uh, for a little bit one of the groups went into what's the middle room it's a room that's just a small room like all black and just tons of different mirrors shapes and sizes and all four walls of the room we just spend some time in there just sort of see what happens with all these mirrors if people say mirrors are, can be portals and stuff like this. And we weren't in there, but one of the guys that was in that smaller group had a weird experience. 
Not totally sure if you remember what happened with that. James, one. yeah. So my my friend James basically, they were doing some mirror scrying, and he said at one point that it looked like his his eyes turned black, which is a very common thing that people say happens when they do mirror scrying. And I'll I'll say now I don't believe mirror scrying is anything more than the way light interacts with the crevices of your face. But the video that's on my phone is pretty fucking compelling <laughs> of of what looks like his eyes turning turning almost jet black, and then apparently mm. there was there was some sort of strobe light that only he saw go across his eyes, and as it happens, he goes, "Whoa, fucking hell!" and sort of moves back, and it's almost like his eyes snap back to looking normal. Unfortunately, this isn't in the current video; it'll be in the next video. But <laughs> but if ever there was. I'd say I don't believe in mirror scrying. I think it's bullshit. I think it's the way light interacts with your face. But if ever there was something I could look at and go, that's really fucking weird, and potentially something that um, reinforces that mirror scrying is a thing, it's the video that I have that is very weird. And again, I'll, I'll put it out at some point. Um, and while we were doing that, we were in the other... Do- well, some of us were in the other room doing a Ouija board, right? Yeah. I um so on the table itself is a big Ouija board. A giant one. Giant one. Um with the with the planchette as well ready to go. Which I was bang up bad for using any Ouija board. I don't I don't mind. Um but Helen wasn't overly keen on using that to say the least um because in her words she didn't like know the history of the board or anything so i get that i i, I get that they don't want to use a board that's not been blessed and all this kind of stuff and then, as we quite rightly pointed out how do you even know that the blessing works that kind of thing so it's yeah i think i think with a ouija board you to me it's just a it's just a vessel or device for trying an experiment. I know there are episodes out of um, programs that completely debunk them, which is cool based on that that night's sort of viewing. That's cool. I've seen I've seen a Ouija board move. Not very fast. It's a basically crawled along and it may as well have not bothered um a bit rude for the revels on it mate yeah it was in a house in a little village near where i currently live now um in a private house in stonesfield and yeah wasn't impressed um but we so we decided to use this this other board as i say i didn't i Theoretically, I should have just said I, I wasn't going to use it either because for the same reason, I don't know the history of it either. But yeah, I mean, it's it was, it's Helen's board and she knows yes. it's been blessed and everything else. And I yeah. was probably a bit overly critical with my. I wasn't going to mention you. I didn't mention you at all. No, 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 I know. But in hindsight, <laughs> I was probably a bit overly critical, being like, well, how do you know it's blessed properly? And that's because yeah. I don't believe it. And at the end of the day, it's fucking paranormal investigation, it's a belief based thing. And if that's what they believe, cool that's fine i'm not gonna it's not cool to try and force someone to use the big board or whatever no exactly and i mean 
I, I'm absolutely with anybody who doesn't want to do anything they don't want to do on a paranormal investigation because if something was to go wrong or something bad was to happen, whether spiritually or just normal, I mean, that I don't know how you can sort of really live with yourself after that. So yeah. if somebody doesn't want to do a Ouija board, when I was growing up, I would never have touched a Ouija board just based on all horror films, I was always like, fuck that, I'm not touching that, because that's, you're opening the the portal to Satan himself and all manner of weird stuff's going to happen. But as I've grown older and I, I recognise myself that everything's based on what you perceive could happen. It's all about how you how your mind deals with stuff as to whether or not you believe you're going to be affected by anything. And my, my mind's completely open. I'll just go with it and I'll have a go. I'll have a go at any experiment, as we were talking about with that mortuary slab. I I mean, I'll I'll go it. I'll give anything a go. And, and just a note on Ouija boards as well. I think you were 100% right. A lot of it seems to be, and I haven't used one, but from my experience of witnessing them, a lot of it seems to be intention setting. And if people go into it, not necessarily with the intention, but thinking that something evil or dark is going to come through, or hey, guess what? Something, air quotes, evil or dark comes through. And that mm. could, again, lead into the idiomotor effect that they're subconsciously influencing it. Yeah. But yeah, but, I think intention setting is a massive thing. Yeah, but could it be that the fact that I'm just like, I'll give it a go, I'm not expecting anything to happen because in the past nothing has happened. Yeah. Does that, again, does that kind of close that side of it for me so that my body doesn't subconsciously move anything anyway? And subsequently almost nothing did happen on the board when you guys used yeah. it. Yeah, so it's just like, well, it's again, not going to happen now because you, you're consciously forcing yourself to control your subconsciousness. Whereas I, I think if I was to go in there after doing some kind of relaxation technique or or something like that where I, or maybe at the end of the evening rather than sort of fairly early on when, when I'm sort of almost in a, not a hyped up mood, but you're, you're kind of like, oh, you've got this excited energy in you because things are happening that you haven't experienced before. You're in a place where I laid in a coffin on my own, <laughs> talking and trying to get EVPs, all that kind of weird stuff, um, which probably at the beginning of the night you're not really up for yeah, because you, you're just trying to get a feel for the evening and apart from you three and, and Patsy, I didn't know anybody else in the room. So yeah. you kind of almost trying to figure out everybody in the room as well, because whilst they, they're, they're friends of yours and you've worked with them before, um, they're still new for me. So you, they're still, you, you, you're almost, I felt I, I'm almost sort of, Although I'm there, I'm kind of a step back from where I am because I'm kind of almost sort of watching what's going on. Yeah, to get a feel for everybody. Because yeah. I've been to I've been to Drive, and there's some absolute fucking muppets there talking about how they 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 love most haunted that they can't can't believe the amount of activity they get on most haunted, and even the woman who was running the night was like. You do know they fake a lot of that, don't you? 
and this couple were just like, what? It's like, yeah, they fake pretty much everything. And it was like you just stabbed them in the heart with a dagger. Yeah. And you're right. Like, although although I can vouch for everyone who was there, because you're right, I've worked with everyone before. I yeah. knew going into it that, like, I knew going into that there being a sense of apprehension apprehension with people you've never met before. And especially, yeah. like, and this is nothing against them, but especially James and Dara, who aren't paranormal investigators. Mm. They're just very good friends of mine. But very nice people. I yeah. Mate, fortunately, they know how to act and they're not. Yeah jumping up and down and no they didn't james gets fucking scared over the slightest thing but that's hilarious rather than hmm. it being an issue but yeah like even though like they didn't they didn't know what a lot of the equipment in sorry they didn't know what a lot of the equipment did which is absolutely fine because me being shit i didn't explain it and that's actually a positive as well because they don't know what what to expect to come out of that yeah and which is they, good but yeah, like for people who this isn't like a hobby and they've not been on tons of ghost hunts, they did really, really well and mm. acted great or acted perfectly. And again, like I know you guys would have apprehension apprehensions with um with Helen and Dot who you've never met before. But they run an events company and I trust them implicitly because I know that they're they're not an events company, but ham shit up mm. or try to embellish things as being paranormal when they're not. And like, mm. and fucking Helen of all people to be the ones to come out and go, yeah, but how do you know those bangs aren't next door? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah fair, enough. fair enough. Like, you're not just going to take us going, oh my God, you hear that? Fair play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that it isn't. Somebody just going wild at every noise without thinking, okay, what could it be before we yeah, before we all agree on what we think it could be or what yeah. it could possibly be. It's a very good group. I was yeah. very impressed or very happy as well that everyone got on and there wasn't any sideways eyes going, fucking hell. Yeah, no, it was um, a good night. But again, like when you guys were doing the Ouija board, there was more bangs from upstairs. Mm-hmm and yep. some pretty loud ones and there was a point where I think there was a particularly loud one and I just couldn't help myself I just started pissing myself Next, <laughs> and Ash, I'm sure Ash was laughing as well because it was just a really weird moment that happened it's like what the fuck's going on Like, mm. um, yes yeah, so from there we reconvened and Greg decided to, to be an absolute madman and he was going to go and lay on the mortuary slab and do a distance est method I class myself as a legend, not a madman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brave. Fucking stupidly brave. But it took yeah. a lot of courage not to jump <laughs> yeah, off that yeah, slab yeah. at one point, I'll tell you. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't yeah, go upstairs by myself. I've got the same context. This sort of a little morgue, mortician area. It was like upstairs in a little side room. So Greg's up there on this, laying his slab on his own with headphones on and eyes closed and stuff and we're all downstairs so he's completely upstairs on his own uh, i've got a phone on the speakerphone yeah we had a, we um, had a phone so it was it was muted on greg's end so he couldn't hear what we were saying not that he could anyway with the headphones on but we could hear whatever greg said through the phone 
Yeah, it's it's like a way of doing a distance s method, which is interesting. Again, the fact that I mean, you guys have done it via the pod or via Zoom or whatever, yeah. right? But it's interesting that it works. You don't all have to be in the same room. Yeah, and you that was can good. Be, you can be in different rooms and stuff. Yeah, really cool, really cool method. Um, yeah. So uh, I yeah, go on, Greg. You tell him. So me. like I say, it, so I got up there and I. <laughs> It did take a lot of strength to jump out at one point. And it took me a little while to to settle down. I'm not going to lie, because the fact that I was upstairs after we'd heard noises up there and nothing was up there. And when I went up there, there was still nothing up there. Um, it, it's just, it, yeah. I, I mean, I put, I put the headphones on. We sort of agreed what the action plan would be and we sat the phones and then I sort of laid back I put my hoodie up and I just sort of laid there with the headphones on and closed my eyes which was against everything I've ever been taught in life and everything I've ever seen in a horror movie is never lay on a mortician slab that's done post-mortems on dead people in your own, on your own, sorry, in the dark, away from your friends, in a haunted house. Basically, it just it ticked everything you should never do in a horror in a horror film before I get slaughtered by someone. So yeah, it did take a little bit of getting used to. I won't lie. And whilst I was brave, there were moments where I wasn't brave. <laughs> so so yeah, we started doing the Estes method. And all through the like doing it, I could hear um, what appeared to me. I could hear lots of banging noises, obviously distance banging noises. Um, but I could also hear, like I described to you, it sounded like when you go to a wedding, particularly, and you're in the church or wherever, um, and there's like somebody playing a harp or somebody playing a piano or somebody playing like a guitar type instrument, like a, almost like a, one of those like plucky kind of instruments, like a harp or a guitar, like that, you know, where you sort of pluck the strings. And pianos have got that bit, that, a staccato type of sound. So it's all like a oh, good word. Yeah. All of those sort of... Um, I'd done a GCSE in music and (laughs) I, um, and yeah, so I could hear that just in the background the whole way through. And if anybody's done the Estes method with a spirit box where all you can generally hear is the odd word, the odd word, but throughout all of those radio station switching and, and looping, I could, I could hear this, very faint i couldn't figure out where it's coming from but seemed to be not coming from a particular direction it just seemed to be coming from somewhere in my ears so i don't know what that was and i've not heard that whilst doing the spirit box before um had words come through and i just said them like you would do with any estes method you just say the words and hopefully it relates to anything that's being said but because it's a very one-way communication device 
and the person who's listening to the headphones has no real perception of what what else is going on um it takes it can take a little while to sort of you kind of your body and your your mind and your head and your ears just zone in on that Mm. and it can be almost hypnotic to a point and i'm sure Um, i've said it before it gets to a point where you're not even necessarily conscious of the context of the words you're saying you're just trying to listen so hard that anything that comes through you say it there was a point where oh go sorry we'll backtrack a little bit um wedding music so there Mm. was a guitar i'm not sure of what the hauntedness of the guitar is but there was a guitar propped up against the wall the other side of the wall to the morgue area that greg was in there was a piano downstairs and Craig, the gent who owns the haunted museum, is actually an ordained minister, and you can get married there. And I think he has hosted weddings there as well, which weirdly ties into what Greg's saying about like plucky music before a wedding. And again, <clears throat> that could be just a shit coincidence that doesn't mean anything, but it is something interesting coming up. Anyway, <clears throat> while you were doing the Estes method, there was a point where you said, Mike. And in true, apparently, apparently, mine and Greg, me and Greg have got something in common as well. Because so, whenever something happens paranormal, we just sort of go "fuck off." <laughs> and again, you said Mike and I went "fuck off" at the table downstairs because I'm just like, "No, thank you." Um, and yeah, there was quite I, embarrassing to watch those video yeah. clips of me back, and I've said it on every fucking occasion. <laughs> like, Fuck off. And I, oh my god. It's my catchphrase. But yeah, there was there were some other things as well. I can't really remember them. And again, this will be in sort of the second half of the video or the second video, but there were things that lined up. Mm. Like there was a point where Patsy she just kept sort of going. She was being quite quiet, but she kept sort of going like, Can you make it bang upstairs? Can you say something through Greg? And just kept talking and talking and talking. And then at one point you go, stop saying that out of nowhere okay yeah and then and then towards the end you go this ends and then said that you heard some sort of laughter oh absolutely yeah and and then not long after that like it fell flat or you felt as if something was like jiggling your foot or grabbing hold Mm, of your foot yeah something grabbed my or touched my foot or something because i freaked at that point that was me done and again the phrase coming up this ends just before the session got ended Mm. Uh, it's just like there was some weird things that lined up like that and there were some other things as well that was just like what the fuck yeah it was a strange experience i will i will not lie about that it was uh just the the whole the thing itself was weird (laughs) <laughs> there was a hilarious moment as well where I think it was really early on we could hear movement and we were like, well, what's fucking going on? And then you're like I can hear banging through the headphones We were like, oh, okay, do you want to carry on? Yeah, I'll carry on, it's fine. And you were so nonchalant <laughs> about it It's like, oh, alright, fucking hell <laughs> But yeah, yeah mad, bring mad, on. Madly brave, mate There's no, <laughs> no way you'd catch me doing that I'll tell you what in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, myself and Ash also did loan vigils in the asylum room. Mm. Um, 
no, not almost nothing happened when I did my my own one, but that's also because I was that shit scared. I didn't actually do any calling out, so I just sort of sat there for ten minutes in pure silence, looking around the room with my finger on my torch, ready to go if something potentially moved or or anything like that. <laughs> um, I think at one at one point I heard a bang from like an adjacent room, but tried to not pay too much attention to it because I was like, no, thank you. Um, but Ash, what did you? What did you experience on your loan in the asylum? Yeah, so I like what Greg said in for penny and for pounds. Um, I was really apprehensive about doing because I've only done like a couple of panel investigations. Um, so it's all still pretty new to me. So throughout the night, I kind of sort of had a bit more of a step back and sort of followed the lead of others. But Greg had just done his morgue bit. He was like, you want to go up next? So I was like, go on, I'll go up. <laughs> Instead of like, so where the morgue bit is, is kind of at the top of the stairs into the side, whereas the asylum room is. I go up the stairs, cross the main sort of museum bit, through the chapel, and then into the asylum, which is at the back. So you are kind of more isolated. Because like when we did, I think there's one point we ran up to get Greg, because I think at the end, it's like someone's grabbed my foot or whatever. We ran up, so we can literally be there like a couple of seconds just up the stairs. Be there, whereas. I was aware where I, where I was. I was way on the other side of the building and upstairs. Candyman would have got you, but yeah, told me yeah, you got there. It would be longer for people to fucking to get dirt, dirty looking room as well, in it compared yes. to the rest of it where compared to the rest of it where it's done up that plate that room's unfinished and fucking yeah, it's like of, bare walls with just like plastic yeah bare, bare um, walls and yeah no real electricity in there and just yeah I shelves there's a couple of things on um, yeah that's where the there's a um, padded cell room in there and the body bag and and a body bag with a body in the shape of it so where I was sat in the chair a sort of table with a body in it with like I mean, by that body in the when they're doing the postmortem, or like any peripheral vision, I was always aware that there's a body shaped figure next to me. It's just like that moves. I, I am don't even know what I'm gonna do. Um, but yeah, I just thought, yeah, face face the fears, sat in the dark. I thought I'd just call out, didn't really get much at one point. I heard what it sounded like so in the book, it's like there wasn't really any, there wasn't any doors. In, in the building, it's like curtains between rooms rather than doors. And the chapel was next to this room. And at one point I heard it sounded like material being dragged, like something light, like a light material was being dragged in the chapel. And someone was pulling something across the floor. Um, didn't hear it in the room I was in, just in the room next door. And um, here's a couple of, possibly a couple of knocks, but again, could have been outside. And at one point, it appeared to work. And in that room, there's another coffin. There's a coffin in the chapel you can get in. And there's a coffin in this room as well, just randomly just on the floor, just this velvet-lined coffin. Had a little padded bit at the back for your it's head. Quite, you look quite comfy. Sponge, yeah, I was very comfy in it. <laughs> it was just about the right length as well. This evening for you was just an excuse to lay down in various places. It was. Like... <laughs> <laughs> in some very dark places. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Ash. So a couple of points. I, I didn't know whether it was just because of darkness and your eyes adjusting to things. And at one point it seemed like there's like a black mass kind of growing. I just near above where this coffin was. But I don't know if that was that was my eyes or or not. But apart from that, 
um, out of call. Unless uh, he picked anything up on EVP or anything like that. Uh, I'm not sure I don't. I, I think I've reviewed the footage. So I don't think a lot really happened while, while either of us were up there, to be honest with you. Um, but again, there's one of those weird situations where you, you get to a point where you sort of vocalise, I'm starting to feel a bit edgy now or something. Yeah. And you were starting to have enough, and just as you're saying it, I sort of come through and go, "Okay, Ash, time's up. We'll we'll swap now." <laughs> and it's like, "Fucking hell!" I felt just reviewing it. I was like, "Man, I felt really bad that you were like starting to get a bit sketchy in there." I was like, "Oh no, not nice." Think, yeah, yeah, it did feel like it was getting to the point where I thought, "I, I, I have had sort of enough now." I've been probably twenty odd minutes. I think it'd been. It felt like quite a long time. It was only 10. I think it's only like <laughs> 9, 10 minutes. God, it felt a lot longer. Yeah. Um, it may be longer guys, than that, actually. Of it. I think it was. No, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, it might be longer I than remember. that. Yeah. I can't remember. Mine might have been like 9 or 10 before I went. No. It's definitely complete opposite of time flies by when you're having fun. It's more like time slows down when you're starting to freak out. Yeah. Most definitely. Like, something you go to the gym... And that minute on the treadmill feels like fucking 10 minutes. It's that sort of vibe. <laughs> just like, yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> the one thing we did get when I was up there was the in the main room, sort of two rooms away from where I was upstairs, the, I think the footstep thing went off. Yeah, yeah it sounds like it there. on the footage, but I can't, I can't verify if it's one of the devices downstairs or the footstep monitor. It definitely feels like it, and it's after... It's a good couple of seconds, if not a minute, after someone comes upstairs and goes to the toilet, and then it randomly goes off. So it's not like it's someone walking across the floor, because the only other time someone came upstairs was when they came out to went go to the toilet. Is there a toilet upstairs? Was what? Sorry, yeah, next to where I was laying down. All right, yeah, that was a bit nice. the one with the mannequin in it. Hmm. Um. Well, yeah. Apart from that, apart from just the. It's a weird, it is a weird thing to get used to being sat there. You feel very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, especially like say being quite far away because we're right at the end of the building and upstairs. So it would take someone a bit of time to get to you if like, you needed them to. <laughs> the <Yeah>. rescue squad. <laughs> or if you yeah. needed to get out of there. Like, I'd have a torch or anything on me. So I'd have been like in the dark trying to run this... through, the, through the maze to get out. You're right as well that it's also there's only one way in and out of the asylum room as well, right? Yeah. So it's not like there's an alternative yeah. route you could take. Yeah. It's a freaky room for sure. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That body bag in the corner <laughs> looks real. It is real. No, uh, like it, it looks like there is a dead, oh, yeah, yeah. dead body in the there. Yeah, the, yeah. the first time we went, yeah. the fucking body bags there and I've looked at, Craig was telling us about the room in this and the other and the body bags there and I'm looking at it and I start like pinching it between my thumb and my index finger because me being a curious motherfucker I just wanted to know what the material felt like and I'm there, I'm there touching it Craig's missus turns to me and goes that is an artifact I was like oh, <laughs> I should, shouldn't be touching this should I I was like oh, <laughs> <you know." laughs> they could be watching you I think, so. I think someone's been in it at some point <laughs> how you recover it after that I don't know but yeah like yeah, freaky place. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. 
And then I think for the last session, we sort of, we did a bit upstairs. I think it was a bit chaotic with everyone walking around in different rooms and stuff. And we couldn't, it's not like downstairs where you've got the table and a central focus piece. So everyone was sort of everywhere yeah. and it sort of got a bit noise polluty and not a lot happened. I, I, said, I definitely felt that when we were upstairs, it felt like a bit of a, a shift. It didn't feel like it did when we were downstairs not that downstairs sounded uh, felt or like eerie or anything but i just feel with all of us being downstairs i do feel like a lot of it was centralized upstairs yeah i also think though that we were a lot less focused upstairs because i say people were walking around and setting up equipment and yeah just walking around and looking at stuff basically and i know patsy was chatting to some people at some point and then you were in the confession booth and I managed to last a whole of about 30 seconds in there before I felt really, really sick. And I was like, bunch of pussies. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had about two or three different people in the, in the confessional box next to me. Yeah. Um, and then finally, when, when we were about to finish up, we all sort of went into the main artifact room and fortunately it all sort of, it all sort of quietened down and we were able to do a bit more calling out and see what happened. Mm. And again, Ash has got footage of this where someone says something about, can you do something on the stairs? One of the bottom stairs creaks and I go, fuck off. In true fashion. Um, Those stairs do creak once people have been up or down them, but it's normally a couple of seconds after you step off them. Yeah. And we'd been upstairs for a good half an hour, 45 minutes. And it was again, after someone said, can you do something on the stairs and they creak? And then yeah. as we were calling out, it sounded like there was a small stone being thrown in the asylum at one point or like movement coming from the chapel asylum room next to us again. It's like it's like people say 30s drivers where you're almost constantly chasing stuff around. Like when you're, up, when you're downstairs, all the movement's upstairs. And when you're upstairs, you can hear the movement downstairs. So that similar sort mm. of thing where like it's almost like you're chasing stuff around all night and it's never really in the same room as you um saying that if if i was to go back i think i'd definitely set my locked up camera up up in the um the main artifact room because the two times we've been there that's where we've heard the knocks and the bangs coming from that room yeah i think that for me that room was the the point of interest room for me for yeah. definite it, it, like, like you say when we went through to the chapel where we went through to the asylum bit it it almost felt like it was just a themed room to me. Yeah. And I know that isn't strictly the case, but that artifact room, the main one upstairs, like when you're looking on the wall and there's like these execution swords and all manner of very dark objects, then um, it's easy to understand why we probably heard stuff up there because it was just the atmosphere as well yeah yeah that i mean that's again that room's where i suppose the most concentration of artifacts is as well right mm. like the yeah the chapel yeah, the yeah. chapel the chapel's got a couple but nowhere near as many as that room's got all yeah yeah it was um definitely an intro it would be good to go back again even like a like a smaller group like you and patsy went 
just so then you've even you've got even more control over the whole area. Like you yeah. say, right at the start, we were all downstairs, we were all in the same room, and whilst people did go off to to the room to do some of the scrying and whatnot, we were all downstairs, so we could eliminate anything upstairs. Whilst we were all upstairs, because it's quite a big, wide-open space, be it across a couple of rooms, we had less control, and like you say, it was a, it was a bit more... People, we were walking around, sort of go trying to find good places to be. Um, so if yeah, if it was like a group, just like you and Patsy, when you both went on your own, I think that that would that would be insane. Even to just do it on your own would be mental. Yeah, but... I, I I think I'd agree with you that, and this isn't anything against anyone because we, as we said previously, it was a great group. But yeah, like yeah. It, it, it kind of it kind of bums me out a bit that it it fell apart a little bit when we went upstairs and there was a lack of focus. And this is me being a dickhead because I'm very, very focused. I'm very particular about how I want paranormal investigations to be. Yeah. But you're right with less people, there's less people to manage. And then it's a lot easier to have like four people yeah. focused or whatever. And then you've got less fuckery for. And it wasn't a slight on the evening at all. I think it was because no. we were, it was quite late by that point as well. And we were, it was getting on to our, to sort of our two o'clock finish time as well. So I yeah. think, and again, yeah. like I know Patsy's a menace for it, where if she sees something interesting, all she wants to do is look at it. <laughs> Any Anywhere we go where there's like a plaque on the yeah. wall, she's fucking reading it, I tell you. And I'm like, look, yeah. we, we've paid money to investigate. Do we want to investigate or do you want to walk around this place like a museum? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's just one of those things. Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed the night, and I would definitely recommend it as somewhere to go for anybody. It was um, interesting to go somewhere I hadn't heard of before, really. Yeah, like, and again, not... I, I'm really happy with how it went. I'm really happy that a yeah. everyone got on, and b we had an active night that everyone enjoyed ourselves. Like the yeah, the uh, the feelings have been pretty much unanimous across everyone that it was a really good night. Yeah, mm. definitely. No, it was it was really good. I think I'm done talking, boys. So, <laughs> for, just yeah. waiting. Never, never, never thought you'd hear that. But... No. <laughs> so I think what a good bit of game would be, uh, it, the other one at the Yorkings had, um, it's like a vibration type thing. So it's like when there's a knock or something, it kind of picks up on that. Mm. Uh, type of things that would be good to have, especially in like a place where we were getting lots of knocks stuff upstairs to have one of them with a locked off camera. Well, that's yeah. that's what my footstep sensor does. That's a, I think they're called, a, I'm probably going to butcher this, I think they're called like a geophone or something, which is basically like the vibration sensor is what they are. And that's what that footstep sensor is. It's just also a bastard to have go off. We've only ever had it go off once in the entire time I've had it and used it. And that was ironically the first time we went to the museum and there was that bang so loud that it set a fucking vibration sensor off on the stairs when the bang was from upstairs. Um, but yeah, in situations like that, I think where I put it upstairs probably wasn't close enough to that wall that we were hearing the bangs from mm. for it to be set off. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Something like that would be ideal. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. I bet it's the same with anything. You on in hindsight, 
you go, well, I could have done that, could have done that. But had you have done those things, maybe things may not have happened because you're trying to control something that we got no real perception of what it is. Yeah. And so, this... so we kind of left upstairs was was fairly sort of naked in terms of um, anything outside of what was normally there being there. So for that, sometimes that's quite a good thing. You just you kind of just got it in its natural environment. And this this would be my only fear if I went back and went. I'm going to put a locked off in the main artifact room if that just kills any activity that goes on yeah. in there. And it's just like oh, and this is this is a slight tangent, but I've been on a couple of investigations where I'll get to the point late in the, later in the evening where I'll go right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the camera away. And I'm just going to just be in the moment and investigate and just see how it is. And fucking, whether it's because I'm not as distracted by the camera or whether it's there's something in the fact that the minute the camera goes away or turns off, stuff starts happening. <laughs> stuff starts happening. And it's like, are you telling me these spirits whether are that aware that there's a camera pointing and don't mm. want to don't want to play when there's stuff going on? Or cameras Could pointing be. or not pointing or anything? The thing is, as, as you say that, you just, you look at, Say you're trying to track something in the wild. Go with me on this, because mm. this is quite a... It's a potential stretch. I get that. But you've got people who go hunting regularly for wild game. So boar, that kind of stuff. They People hunting elk and stuff like that in America. They literally... Could, they have their like, tents up and their their hideouts there for a lot longer than they're there and then they like smear themselves in special smelling stuff to disguise the fact that they're there because these animals especially a deer and that that are always on on guard they know when something's not right with their environment yeah they can tell something's not quite right and they're always on high alert and they tend to not be in those areas and and like they'll they'll go out like days if not weeks before to set up trap trap cans yeah trap cams yeah to basically monitor the area a to see if there's anything there to, but to be also get a survey and survey the area and what the what the patterns are and stuff and you're right the paranormal unless it's my haunted hotel the paranormal we don't do that yeah yeah to the point that side tangent people have apparently started hunting deer on bicycles because they're so used to the sound of human footsteps that the minute they hear it they're flighting they'll bugger off so people well, exactly. Go on bike, on bikes. Um, <laughs> I don't know even how to respond to that. You know what I mean? But yeah, it kind of makes sense. You kind of like, but that's a, it could well be the same. You're in someone's house or someone's environment that they're not used to. So, what these spirits or wherever they are, they're on guard and they're not, they're like, well, fuck. I'm just going to stay quiet for a bit, and yeah, because it could be that some of these spirits, entities, whatever they may be, energies, they don't know that they're dead. They don't know that they shouldn't be there. They don't know what's going on, really. Well, so who's, we're who's there to say that they shouldn't be there if it's their house, right? You're the weirdos turning up with all your fucking exactly gadgets, and they're going, "What the fuck are you doing in my house?" Okay, Mildred, 
Yeah. Stand still and they can't see us. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They've got a camera. Don't. Yeah. Don't play for them. Don't. Who's, who's it it could well be. Who's this bloke who's come to my house and started shouting? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're in this house, again, yeah, yeah. of course I'm in this fucking house. I yeah. own it. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's the thing. You, we don't. We don't have any perception of of what they're thinking, what what is going on with them, and we're this strange thing that sort of come into their environment, their natural habitat, and we're the strangers. They're not the strangers to them. So who knows? I mean that that opens up a whole nother yeah whole nother a level of like are they sentient enough to understand do they understand? Are they just uh, stone tape theories? They're not actually a ghost. They're just a memory being replayed, which is, it could be. But then if that's the case, how are they banging on command? They can't if they're mm. just a memory. So it's all, you always get to like the iRobot film. Have you seen that? Where it's a great film, actually. It's dated a bit, but it's a Will Smith film. And there's this hologram of his like professor, and he's trying to find out who killed him. And he asked this hologram a question, and he said, "You're not asking the right question." Hmm. And throughout the whole film, he's like trying to figure out these questions to ask to try and find out what's going on. And it could just be like that. They, there's this thing happening, and because we don't know how to correctly interact with them, the fact that we've got this portable radio going through channels they're just like fuck it's no wonder they were laughing at me that i heard a laughing nice. they're like what the fuck is this primitive thing going on and What's that's this and that's the paranormal in a nutshell we don't know yeah we don't you simply don't know absolutely so you have to try and make a you can't even make a logical guess because you can't apply logic to something that you can't no there's no logic in it whatsoever. there isn't at all like the <laughs> No, so it's, it's a shot in the dark, basically. And it you is. just kind of, you kind of have to go from your own experience as to what works or what you believe works. Yeah. I know well, I've had good experiences where you just, there's no equipment. You're not using any equipment. You're just saying, if you're with us in this property or whatever, make a noise. Yeah. Repeat what I'm doing. It's... I've had more success doing that. And I've never really caught anything of significance on a, on a camera really so i don't even know why i keep taking a camera yeah i really I'm, don't because it it kind of like i really want to do an investigation at some point where there's no calling out or equipment all night and you just go to an alleged haunted place and sit there and have a conversation about the weather or what's going on with the pound exchange rate or something mundane and fucking boring like that all night. And if anything happens, you don't acknowledge it because there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of theories and stuff that when you ignore them, they sort of go around there about their daily business. Go, okay, I'll fucking do X, Y, Z now. And by not paying attention to them, that's when activity starts. It's just, again, it's one of those things to try whether it would happen or not. It would have to be the right place. Mm. But yeah, it's entirely theoretical. None of us know what we're doing. No, it, it is that. Isn't it? There's nothing really scientific about any of it. I, I, I like that. I like that one. Just, just go yeah, and chill out in a haunted house. Like, 
We need like a no crying baby to so it soothes itself. Like just yeah, yeah. I just let it do its thing. Forgive me for a, like a random story I heard that I'm now retelling. I'm sure I've heard about a family who rent, or sorry, a group who rented Thirty East Drive, and did exactly that. They like didn't do any calling out or actual investigation all night, and they just sort of played Scrabble and sat around. Airbnb did so, yeah, pretty much. And apparently they had some some pretty good activity. Something um, to be said about that, isn't there? But yeah. then it kind of feels like you're wasting the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? This is exactly it. I wouldn't want to pay a private rental fee to then just go somewhere and sit around talking about the weather or the stock stock exchanges yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Do it, cool. We go to Ashes Basement. Few hours. <laughs> if so there's one place that will freak you the fuck out, it's Ashes Basement. That one's free. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest place you'll ever visit in your life. Indoor yeah. buildings? What yeah. the fuck? From the pictures you sent me, Matt. It's, it's even weirder when you get there. It's like, what the hell is this? And it feels like you I'm should surprised. be killed when you go around a corner. It's that weird. I'm surprised you're not down there every weekend, Ash. I should do. I should do. I, I still think it's the whole being on my own thing. Uh, <laughs> does your partner do it with you? Wee. Um <laughs> <laughs> I really when asked. Wee. <laughs> he does, he does. Um but whether I said that's just god I know who would. Yeah. Cause that's like it, if that's if that's a legit haunter, that's a prime a prime area to investigate and just be like, mate, if it was me, I'd be irrespective of what Patsy thought thinks I'd be down there all the fucking time. I tell you say no, that, I but if you go, there. I don't think I'd go down there on my own. <laughs> get out quickly would be very dangerous. Yeah, it? dangerous. Yeah. I walked through one bit and the roof was you... so low and I fucking took it to the top. It <laughs> split my head open, yeah. It's got like low beams. And low... Honestly, it was like this, I don't know what it was, like a wire cable thing. Was... <laughs> you got, you got to climb through walls. It's not like... Yeah, it's climbing through. It's so, like... It's very weird. And then you're putting your torch in this hole in the wall and there's like this very weird wall, a weird room with cobwebs all over it and like um, a stepladder that's been put up and the stepladder is the same height as a room. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, is there a stepladder? Wait, what? you can't even stand up in it, let alone climb. <laughs> yeah, it's probably weird. When you're, when you're up for the UFO con, mini con, yeah. mini con, right? Yep. When you're up for the mini con, Ash, do a live stream from the basement. If you can, do a live stream from the basement just to be like, oh, yeah. Live. I don't think we can get Wi Fi down there. Yeah, can we? probably not. Not That's why I was just yeah. thinking if it's if it's a basement, you probably won't. Try record, record a video to release at least and just be like, yeah, this is our. We have don't... got quite a bit from down there. We have. I've got don't, it all on my laptop. Don't even fucking edit it. Just be like, yeah, this is our live video and just do like 30 minutes. It'd be like a fucking found footage it, film. Exactly. It would be. Exactly. No, because at the think... end, this it it goes off with us just like going the nest. Thanks like, for joining us, and all of a sudden this bloody noise goes off, and we like, both be like the fucking descent down there or something. Jesus, to, to be fair, Ash, that's quite a good shout. I could put all that footage together, and the last bit you see is that last bit we recorded where that noise happened outside the room. Well, you see Ash, like, Ash turn really quickly and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. 
and then we're never seen again. I was just thinking, saying that, because, like, I believe that possibly, do you think, so from what I can gather from my research is that, because I know for definite sure, houses on the street just run alongside, were destroyed in the war, and rebuilt, they're bombed by the Nazis. So this could, building could potentially have been the same, and that's why there's sort of these outside buildings in the basement, and they're built on top to what the building is now. So I wonder whether the building that's in the buildings that are in the basement have their own basement. That's possibly yeah. popular. Yeah, that'd be weird. So like even more sub level sub level basement. Yeah. That'd so these, be, I'm, not, uh, that's weird. I'm not at a proper proper look down there as it is freaky and it's big. Rent it out to some urbexes, mate, they'll be fucking all over it. <laughs> it's open to the elements as well, which is like yeah, it's a bit cold. You, yeah, you can see outside, literally. Holes, like, I think it gets boxes and stuff going in there because it's just open at Jeez. some point. So you can just literally could climb in and live in there. It, it's weird. Jeez. <laughs> right. I think Seems like a good place to end there, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I think we should wrap up because it's about 20 minutes over what we, what you normally yeah, end That's for. all right. You wait till you start speaking to Dave Smethurst. We have it. The last 20 minutes has gone on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, it will. I'll cut it. I'll, I'll, I'll do the ending. We've done that. I'll do the ending. I'll chop the ending to the... Yeah, sure. I'll cut out the bit where you called me all the great names. That kind of stuff. So yeah. people who listen to this won't hear that bit. They'll only hear this bit of me talking about you saying that you called me all this good stuff. Um, if you want to hear yeah, that, no, but... as always, Mike, it has been a pleasure, even if we did have a bit of a technical issue before we came on air. It's all good. It's all good. It worked. It's all good. It was, yeah. It's fun, as it always, always, guys. Yeah, always good to be on. It was lovely to see you again, Greg, and very nice to meet you, Ash. Always a pleasure. I'm glad we had a very good night at the Stoke Museum. We did. It was great. And ev- right. everybody, get yourselves down there, support. Support what is a, a haunted venue by by sort of medium of the fact that it's got all this haunted weird artifacts in there. I don't know if you can hear my dogs going, so I do apologize. Yeah, a bit. The most gen <laughs> the most genuinely haunted uh venue or location that I've investigated. You should definitely go on it. Um while you're there, pay your £3 for your Patreon subscriptions to the Pursuit of the Paranormal. And head on over to Paramike and check out the video if you would like to see more content around the Haunted yes. Museum as well as many other haunted places in the UK. We'll put your okay. link tree on. Peace out, guys. See you later. Catch you later. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.